Hello and welcome to the PCVC Throwback Thursday podcast. Whether you're listening or watching, we're so glad to have you. My name is Breland and today we are joined by a very special guest. <laughs> my yeah. senior pastor and yours, Bill Hulse, is here with us today. And we're going to be talking about this past Sunday. So on Sunday, we had our second part of our church-wide D-Now. And we were joined by Pastor Hayes Wicker, who is somebody that's been really influential in your journey, right? Very influential. It's pretty neat. The first D-Now we did, obviously, Jim Austin, a big influence in your dad's life. Mm -hmm. And then to be able to bring in Dr. Wicker, who was the pastor I was saved under. Super cool. Baptized me, mentored me, and discipled me in my call to ministry married me and my wife, and then to get to have him back uh, now to be able to teach our church mm. about what it means to make disciples was a thrill of a lifetime for me. That's so yeah. awesome. And he spoke to us in both of our Sunday morning services, and then we came back in the evening for a time of discipleship training. So with all of that, what's one thing or some things that stood out to you from Sunday? Yeah, there were a lot of things that, that stood out. The one thing I think I would focus on was looking at the life of Ananias, who the Lord spoke to when the Apostle Paul was saved on the road to Damascus. Mm -hmm. uh, clearly a persecutor of the church, uh, was a threat to any Christian in that day and made it his call to wipe out Christianity. So when he got saved, the Lord spoke to Ananias and Ananias said, hear my Lord. He was willing to do whatever God wanted him to do, whatever that meant, whatever that looked like. And then God revealed to him that he wanted him to engage and invest in this man named Saul who would become the Apostle Paul. Uh, nobody wanted that assignment mm -hmm. at, at all, but he said, hear my Lord, and he invested. He was the first one to reach out to, to Saul who would become Paul. So he challenged us that we need to be looking for those in our lives that we need to be engaging in, where God's at work in somebody's life, mm -hmm. making disciples by reaching them with the gospel, but then also those who have been reached, not just celebrating that they're saved, but then mentoring them and discipling them yeah. and growing them in all that Jesus has taught us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's super cool. You know, kind of in that same idea, there's a song that's kind of popular right now, but it's talking about God with us, but I kind of think it's how we should be with other people too. It says, you love me as you found me, but then it says, your love's too good to leave me there. Oh, and I think awesome. that's kind of like the heartbeat of discipleship. Like we love people where they are, but we're also on a journey with them and we don't want them to stay where they are. We want to help lead them in growing in their, in their relationship with Jesus and their relationship with each other and seeing that improvement in their lives. And so how in your journey, how has that played out? Like the people who have poured into you and then you pouring into other people. Also with being a senior pastor, you know, you get to pour into a lot of people, sure. but do you still find it's necessary to pour into people one-on-one -on -one also? Oh, you bet, uh, clearly. One of the things I thought was really good was when he highlighted 2 Timothy 2.21 as well, when Paul, now, Paul takes the role of Ananias and Timothy. He mm -hmm. said, Timothy, you're my son in the faith. Cool. He had reached Timothy with the gospel and then not just reached him, but was now teaching him how to be a future pastor, how to minister to people, but how to grow in his relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. So Paul modeled that. He learned it from Ananias, he learned it from Barnabas, he learned from others as he was being discipled, and now he was a discipler, and we are too. Uh, but in 2 Timothy 2.21, he says, share these things that I've taught you, these things you've learned, in front of many witnesses. And so one of the things Hayes mentioned is discipleship can take on many forms. It can be in smaller groups like our small groups on Sunday mornings. Mm -hmm. It can be in a discipleship class that happens. But it's really not institutionalized and organizational what may happen in a building at church it really is living life together one-on-one, -on -one, and that's what Paul did with Timothy. 
And so yeah, I get the privilege of being able to disciple through sermons on Sunday morning, other discipleship things we're doing through PCBCU and other strategies. But, but more importantly, one-on-one -on -one with God is a strategy we're doing that's very popular in this part of the United States and has made an impact around the world. And, and that's just taking people one-on-one, -on -one, just, just like Paul did with Timothy. And so I think we ought to be doing all that. Everyone ought to have a Timothy in their life. Everybody ought to have a Paul in their life. I still have mentors that I call and look to and have them disciple me, uh, even though I've been in ministry 35 years now. I yeah. still need that Paul in my life as well. For sure. So as people are looking to finding those Pauls in their lives and those Timothys in their lives, what do you think are some key things that they need to look for as sure. they search those out? That's a great question. And I used to try to manufacture work for God. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm saved now. I got to do stuff for God and prove to God I'm worth his love and that. If you look at Acts 9, you actually see Ananias, he wasn't searching out Saul. Hmm. God came to him and spoke to him. And so yeah. I think, first of all, we have to have a fresh walk with God ourselves as we're being discipled and as we're growing as a disciple to where we can hear the voice of God. And Jesus said, my sheep will hear my voice and they'll be able to follow me. If we'll just listen for his voice, he'll speak to us. He'll show us, hey, I want you to invest in this person's life. Or he'll bring somebody across our path and say, that's that's somebody that you get to be a person of influence in. Mm -hmm. And just like Timothy was brought into Paul's path, I'm not sure how that happened, but it happened. And, and Paul ended up becoming his spiritual father. I don't think Paul manufactured that. I think God produced that mm -hmm. and allowed him to be a part of that kingdom work. So one, listen for God's voice. I think we need to be alert of knowing I'm supposed to be making disciples, not just being disciples. We're all to make disciples. And sure. so I think we need to look for that and, and watch for those opportunities and God will take care of the rest. Mm. That's something that continues to be a theme pretty much every week on this podcast because as we're talking through your sermons and, and talking about the ways that we need to live as believers and conduct ourselves, it all goes back to knowing Jesus and letting that be the root of everything and not trying to add all these crazy things on top of a shaky foundation. That's great. Because yeah. when we focus on knowing Jesus and growing in him, everything else is an overflow of that. You so bet. I love how you said in order to get into those relationships of discipling people, we just have to know Jesus first yeah. and listen for his voice. That's so cool. You know, when I was, this is a huge plug for serving in student ministry uh -huh. because that's Good. a great way to, <laughs> that's an awesome way to uh, get involved with people who are a little bit younger than you are. Mm -hmm. And I led a group of girls from their seventh grade year to about their 10th grade year. But there was one girl who was a senior who, for whatever reason, we just really connected. And so every day, or not every day, every Wednesday in her senior year, we would go get coffee at Starbucks and just sit and talk. And, and sometimes we would uh, read scripture together, go through books together, and sometimes we would just hang out and talk. And I went through kind of a struggle at the beginning because I kind of felt like every single time we met, we had to like go through a book of the Bible and like just yeah. make it all spiritual all the time. But then sometimes we'd get there and she'd just like not even pull her Bible out and just start telling me about her day. And I realized, man, sometimes we just need to talk. Mm, and like yeah. you said, just do life together. Sometimes we just need to talk about that and sure, pray together at the end and all that good stuff. But sometimes it's just about getting to know people and then pulling out scripture. And, and there are moments for, for those different avenues, if you will. Yeah, and I think that's a missing piece, frankly, in the church today because of our culture. If you go back in the book of Acts, they were discipling each other by living life. They met every day. Mm -hmm. They were devoted to the apostles' teaching. They were 
uh, iron sharpening iron each other's lives, and they just life together because nobody else wanted to do life with them in Jerusalem. So mm -hmm. all they had was each other, and and they were invested in that. And now in our day and age, everybody's so busy and so spread that we're getting good head knowledge. I think we've done a great job of uh, basically teaching scripture, but we need to live out scripture and experience that in real life. And how does it live out mm -hmm. and see that as Jesus modeled it with his disciples? They lived every day just walking with Jesus. He would teach, but then they'd live it. And mm -hmm. I think we need to live it together. For sure. Yeah. We have talked about a few times here also how in the American church, we're so good at like compartmentalizing things. And that's something that I was really challenged with last summer when I went to India. Mm. They they don't have compartments in their right, life. Right. They live, the believers there that we were working with, they live for Jesus and everything else is related to that. Mm -hmm. It's not like a faith category and a work category and a relationship category. It's just yes. Jesus yeah. and then everything else flows through that. And I, I see that in action in the early church too. It's Probably just that. Jesus, like you were saying, they just live their life through that relationship. And I think we need to get back to that. I pray that's where we're heading. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, thank you so much for yeah. being with us. It's any, good to be on here. Any good final to be a thoughts? Special guest. No, I just I hope that that would be more than just a theme in our church and for the body of Christ in America. You know, our theme this year is make disciples. Yeah. And God called us to not just become a disciple, but to multiply ourselves mm. in other people's lives. And I just pray that that continues to grow. I sense it's moving, sure. not just in our church, but I think the church in America is starving to get back to our roots of mm. who we're supposed to be yeah. and how God designed it to be. And so I pray that that continues to grow and flourish. Super cool. Yeah. Well, we're so honored to have Pastor Bill with us and we're so glad you tuned in and we can't wait to see you here Sunday morning online or in person. And we are going to be continuing on with praise and thanksgiving. Praise this and Sunday. thanksgiving, you bet. Super cool. So we'll see you then. But for now, we hope you have a great rest of your week. Amen.